Hello and welcome to Panels in Motion, the podcast where we read a comic, watch the movie adaptation, and figure out what went right or what went wrong. I'm Nick Palmieri, you are host. You are host. I am host. Yes, And so are you, sitting right next to me, Andre Heiser. Yo, yo, yo. And joining us live from New York is Luke Lehner. Hey. So today we're going to be covering Persepolis. So we got some quick fast facts before we get into the book discussion. That is a term that I shamelessly stole from Office Ladies podcast. Highly recommended. Wow. Um, (laughs) So getting into these fast facts, um, the book was written by Marjan Satrapi. If you have read or if read the book or seen the movie, you know that she is from Iran. She uh, currently lives in France. This book was written in French and it was translated into English, first half by Matthias Rippa, second half by Blake Ferris. It was published over the course of 2000 to 2003 in four separate albums, which were then combined into two. And then uh, finally, now it is in one, which is called The Complete Persepolis. So we're going to be talking about all four today. The book is frequently taught in middle school classrooms, so we can talk a little about that. And uh, it is, because of that, a frequently challenged book, one of the most frequently challenged uh, comic books, according to the American Library Association and the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund. So uh, just starting out with it, um, do you guys have any overall thoughts? Andre, we'll start with you. Okay, cool. So I read this book like three months ago, five, five. months. A quick note. Yeah, so we've had um, some time in between the recording of the mask episode and this episode. So we may make some references to that. Oh, yeah. Oops. I, I feel like we've all grown as people. I'll try my best to act like we just finished recording the mask. Don't, we, because we have, I... Uh... We, this is a full-time job for us. All we do is read. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so I read this book a long time ago and then I watched a movie like about, um, three weeks ago and I, um, overall thoughts about the book. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I love the way that it was, um, structured and I love the way that it was, um, digestible. Um, there were things about it that I was like, eh, but for the most part, I really, really enjoyed it and it really, really touched me. Um, and I really enjoyed the movie as well, but um didn't quite do it just like the book i don't know if part of that has to do with the fact that i read the book first and knew the story or if it really just wasn't as um um, powerful it lost some of its power um through the film and i um and 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 i've i've watched that movie like three to like three months after i finished the book so it's not like there was no time in between so anyway those are my general thoughts about the books and we'll get into details all right cool and then luke what about you um, so I was different than Andre. Um, I probably took me around, well, two or three weeks to finish the book and then a little bit longer to actually get it in the first place. Um, I had a really hard time because I thought that the first half of the book, when it was talking about her as a child, was kind of slow and it didn't really interest me because it was she was a kid and I just didn't uh, connect her that much but then I read it the rest of it in two long reading sessions and then the second that I hit uh, the adult section well adult I think she's from when she's 16 to 21 22 when she's in Austria that the second half of the book yeah the the second this yeah the second she goes to Austria 
I was in- instantly hooked. I wanted to read it, uh, but I I I liked it all in all. Yeah, so I'm uh, pretty much on the same page as you guys. Uh, I. I enjoyed the book, but it was definitely very slow in a lot of places. Um, yeah, especially, and I, I definitely, of the four parts, so it's divided into her just as a child, and then the war uh, with Iraq, and then, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Okay, Iraq. I think so. I mean, I, I'm not the expert. Okay. <laughs> um, and then the third part was her in Austria, and the fourth part was her returning uh, to Iran. So... Yeah, my favorite part was absolutely, unquestionably the third. It was the part that I, it kept me reading. Unlike a lot of the others, I really had to push myself to keep reading. Yeah, same here. Same yeah. here. Yeah, same. I don't know if it was my favorite part, but it was definitely what you said. It was the part that kept me moving the most. I really yeah. enjoyed the actual, like, context. I think the second part was really powerful. That that mm-hmm. part was really, really good. But yeah, there were parts where I just, like, had to keep going. And I was like, all right, keep going. Yeah. But the way that it was structured made it easy to do that. Yeah, it is easy to knock out a page, like uh, a chapter or whatever mm-hmm. you call it, because it's it's almost like anthology. So yeah, yeah, and that was an interesting thing about this book. It's even though it's divided into those four sections, um, it's really divided into little seven to ten page vignettes, and that yeah, for me too, it kept me reading. Like, okay, if I'm not a big fan of like the lipstick chapter, then I can move right on into like. It wasn't, there were no earthquakes, but let's just say the earthquake chapter. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. No, I, I think so. I, I, I also thought that that, that type of storytelling structure really worked for um, the book. It really felt right. It made it easier to push yourself because it's like small vignettes. If you don't really like one, you don't really have to pay too much attention because the heart of the story is not really in each individual story, but in the whole. And it's really cool how that all came together. But when you translate that to the screen to film, I thought that it didn't do the same thing, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, yeah, Luke, uh, how do you feel about those uh, short sections? Um, honestly, I didn't even notice until I was reading the uh, the document that you sent before recording that it was separated into vignettes. I just kind of thought of it. Well, I, I was reading them and I saw that it was like, you know, F-14, pasta, the return, the exam. But mm-hmm. I was reading it more as the four sections, like this is her as a kid, this is the the war, then Austria, then uh, when she's back. But mm-hmm. so I, I guess I didn't really get the same effect as the two of you did. But looking back at it, I, I do understand why she did it and why it was sort of kind of needed in a way to bring the whole story together yeah so in in those i tend to be a fan of that sort of structure like i really like tv shows where it's episodic but then when you look at it as a whole it tells one huge story i'm pretty sure i mentioned last episode because i always say this avatar the last airbender my favorite tv show the best so that's the uh story structure how about uh the story itself um did you guys have any background going into it on the political situation of Iran? Um, I knew about like uh, I knew the history behind it a little bit just because back in you know high school and college I was very into reading history and you know uh, not current but you know modern events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then Andre, did you 
uh, have any prior experience with it? I mean, I knew about the uh, the the revolution, um, and I, I I mean, I knew the historical bullet points that we learned in the West, you know, and um, and it's interesting um, because this book takes it from a day to day perspective of a person growing up in that environment, which is so different. So I really really like that. Um, it gave me it humanized it, which I think is the purpose. It is. It's the purpose of this book to humanize her people, humanize her culture, because she feels like it's judged and looked at in a specific way in the West. And um, yeah, so I thought that it was really humanizing, and I, I really liked it. It, it. it gave me new perspectives. I knew it actually did. I did learn some things that I didn't know about the specifics of the revolution. I really liked that period in between the revolution and the new Islamic regime where there was a, like this limbo where everybody was like sort of optimistic because they were like, we just got the, we just won the, we just got what we've been fighting for, but they were holding the elections and they um, weren't quite sure what was going to happen. Some people were more cynical than others. Some people were more positive. And I, I find that really fascinating because um, that kind of mimics um it kind of mimics certain um, revolutions that have happened recently, like 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 in Arab Springs, for example. So I really I really like I really I I did know the the history, um, but I didn't know the day to day, and I never thought to think about about it from that perspective. So I really appreciated what it did for that. Yeah, and then for me, I, so history has always just been not really my subject. Which is funny because I'm I'm super into stories and storytelling, uh, but I'm like in school I was always very much a STEM kid and an arts kid, um, so I didn't know almost anything going into this about like just the history of Iran. So it it definitely helped me understand in a way that I never did before. Um, the first maybe thirty forty pages had a lot of uh, political just background. And I felt like it was a lot to take in, but I was also really able to take that part like very slowly and just let it sink in and understand like just the rapid changes that were happening one after the other. Um, and I think that was definitely a pro for the book because in a book you're able to self-pace. You are able to just take things as you need them, uh, just in the time that you need them. And so, yeah, I thought that was very effective. Um, yeah. And so Andre and I also have, uh, some friends, their dad is from Iran and migrated here probably around the time that, uh, Marjan Satrapi did. And so being able to relate it to a person that I personally know in my life, yeah. that was a really cool thing to be able to do. And it really helped it stick. And like Andre said, definitely humanized it. Yeah, um, I, I, I wanted to say that one of the things that I really liked uh, that this book did, um, one of the things that stuck out with me um, after reading it five months ago is the um, immigrant story. Um, it's really powerful. Um, I, I guess I identify it because I'm an immigrant, right? But I think that I think that with um, Marge, 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 I'm going to call her Marge just because it's hard for me to pronounce that. <laughs> I think that Marge and um, the story about her going to Vienna and the story about her having to leave behind her family and then the story of her ultimately deciding I'm going to go back to the West because I can't build a future here the way that I w imagine it for myself. I thought that that was really impactful because from to me because 
that's kind of the story of of being an immigrant, like having to say goodbye to your family, not ever really knowing if you're going to see them again, not being able to just pop in, you know, and be like, hey, what's up, grandma? You know, that that's an experience that I mean, that that, that whole thing with the grandma, like that made me cry. Because that that that's how I see it. My relationship with my grandma, it's like, oh, I don't know when I'm going to see her again. You know, it's not like I could pop in and say, hey. So I really like that perspective of the story because I think it's easy to overlook the fact that so many of these people um, left their homeland and they came to the West looking for a better life. And they had to sacrifice so much to do that, which sucks. And and I think that that, that part of the story is what stuck out to me the most. After five months, if, if I had to think of one thing that really stuck to me. It was the story of being an immigrant and how you are perceived as different no matter what you do. And that's, um, and dealing with the repercussions of that. So that, that was really, really powerful. Yeah. And those sorts of themes of identity tend to be what I respond to the most in, uh, yeah, any sort of fiction. Um, and so I think that's a big part of why the Austria section resonated the most with me is because it was about her feeling displaced and not sure of her identity. She's this expat. She's a from Iran and everyone sees her as that, but she's also even in Iran, she didn't feel like she fit in. And yeah, just all of that. I think it's a very universal uh, feeling. And just by being so specific, she was able to really uh, I think to pick that in a way that people could understand. Yeah. And I just want to say what you mentioned that and it, and it triggered a thought in my head. I really like the whole thing about when she left Iran, she was a stranger to where she was. When she came back to Iran, she was a stranger to her own people. Mm-hmm. And that is oftentimes the story of um, um, first generation immigrants and second generation immigrants. And it's kind of a, uh, it, I really liked seeing that. Yeah. How about on the uh, the visual aspects of the story? I thought uh, it was pretty cool watching as the uh, story went on, seeing her become a better and just more confident cartoonist. Um, if you look at the early sections, it's a lot rougher than the later sections are. I think she's definitely nowhere near as polished as typical uh, like people who get published with graphic novels. Uh especially in America, but it sort of didn't matter because you could tell there was so much heart behind what she was doing. And it was, especially for its time, pretty unique in terms of uh, what it portrayed. Yeah, I completely agree. I I, I didn't, and at no moment in this reading the book, reading the book specifically, at no moment was I like, wow, this is really taking away from the story. I, I actually think what you said I think that having the characters be so plain, so simple, like it made it be like it allowed you to project your idea of a human to the characters, which is really humanizing to to the Iranian. I mean, imagine if it had color and it had like the specific facial like features that a lot of Persians have. And you'd see that reading the book from the perspective, like with the idea, these are um, Persians. And what that very simplistic, very plain, no color, flat 2D style did, it made you be like, that is a human. And you were able to project whatever a human meant to you. And because while you were experiencing the story, you were um, experiencing their emotions, you were experiencing their their experience. Um, and that was, was a real positive for the story because... I never thought at any moment, like, I wish this was better drawn. Like, that never came across my mind. I always thought this is this is really solid. 
story and I identify with the characters. Yeah, and maybe... So uh, yeah, no, uh, same thing. Uh, I honestly, I didn't, until you said that uh, her drawing improved over the uh, over the volumes, I was just completely fine with it. And uh, it wasn't until I saw the movie that I do think the movie improved a little bit on like the animations and the uh you know the three scenes that they had color or the just the the details that they they included for like the buildings and uh you know clothing and stuff like that while still keeping the same style from the comic but even if the the movie was exactly how the book was I would have been totally fine with it because it was more about the story than the, you know, the mm-hmm. drawn content. Yeah, and I, this might just be something that because I read just a ton of comics all the time, uh, so I'm like very uh, aware of when art styles are sort of changing and developing and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it it sort of stuck out to me, especially. I think as it goes on, she plays a little bit more with uh, layouts and patterns and stuff like that. Uh, and you could see her like trying to do those sorts of things even in the beginning. But um, yeah, it definitely gets more, uh, more just intricate, I guess, as it goes on and just more developed. And that was pretty cool uh, to see, I think. Mm-hmm. How do you think that you would have reacted to the book? as like a tween because this book is taught in middle school classrooms um like for me personally as i was saying before i'm not really a student of history (laughs) like i i try it's not my best subject but um yeah i i really think that it would have been too complex a situation for me to really understand in middle school and like i think back we read mouse when i was in middle school and I think even that was a certain level of like just seeing all of these different people from different cultures was unusual uh, just because, you know, I'm like white kid growing up in like a white suburb. Suburbia, it's, yeah. yeah, it's like it's <laughs> yeah. not what you're used to seeing. <laughs> um, but like in yeah, specifically in Mouse, it was a Holocaust story. And that's something where in South Florida like we are very very big on holocaust education yeah so i had more context whereas if i were to read something like this uh yeah i just don't have that context um i find it interesting that you read mouse in middle school that's yeah. that's really cool because i never read comics in middle school <laughs> that's cool that you read that but i don't think i would have retained it i think that as a child i um i would have I would have understood the human story, but I wouldn't have understood the context um, because I really we're mostly all just worried about um, our middle school life. Like we're, we're getting pimples. We're trying to, <laughs> we're, trying to <laughs> we're trying to like talk to our crush and, and shit. Like most of us um, in a traditional middle school classroom are um, kind of unaware to our own w- little world. And I think that if I had read this in middle school, it would have been lost on me. Um, I still would have liked it probably. But um, I think that this is more of like a high school book, like like older high school book for sure. Yeah, I I feel like this is very much a book that, yeah, is very much a high school book, and even something that you show the movie, like uh, you make it 
a semester thing. So every, you know, I, I can't remember how long a semester is, but it's cut into the four sections instead of just like, you have two weeks to read this thing, but here's the movie first so you understand it. But as a middle schooler, I don't really think I would have gotten what I would have gotten out of it as a high schooler because there is that, you know, finding yourself, finding who you are. Yeah, well, whereas what Andre said, like, I was playing Neopets in in middle school and <laughs> I were, really was looking forward to the next Halo, you know. Not, I wasn't caring about what the, you know, what was going on outside of my town, you know. I think I think a big part of the middle school experience is wanting to feel like you are not a freak, and I think that <laughs> that part of this story would have resonated real hard because the big part of the story is about a girl who's struggling to find her 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 group, a girl who's trying to find herself, and that part of the story would have really stuck to me. And and I think mm-hmm. most people, because I mean, think about it. This girl was hanging out with these punk losers who are all rich kids who had no context of life, but they are like, like pseudo philosophical, like life is meaningless, yeah. bro. Let's smoke some hash and go to the, the go skiing with our family on the win- winter vacation. And she was like thinking as a middle schooler, Oh, these are my homies. These are my friends, you know, mm-hmm. but in real life, um, she, which, which I'm, what I'm trying to say is that is us in middle school, right? We're hanging out with people we think are our friends until we realize they're not and we find our real friends. So that part of the story would have been totally connected. But I think that what she was trying to do more than anything, I mean, I think that her objective of making this book was not only to tell her story, but was to keep her tradition and her story in her, in her culture, um, um, alive, you know, through her work. Yeah. yeah. Which, which I think um, would have been lost in a middle schooler, you know. See, mm-hmm. would you would you instead have so say this was in middle school, like uh, to read in middle school? Would you just cut out the whole first two parts and then just have the last no. two? No, no, because this is a work. This work is literally made to 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 this work is not just that it's everything you know if you just included a story about a girl trying to fit in in another country you've literally just shook um watered down the story to 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 one of its pieces Mm -hmm. you know and um it's not one of its pieces it needs to be the whole (laughs) that's what makes it special that's what makes it unique that's what makes it such a powerful um story after all this time so no Mm -hmm. i wouldn't have done that Mm -hmm. But, you know, you mentioned the Holocaust education, and I got to say, the Holocaust is a really complicated subject if you think about it. And it's amazing how us as even elementary schoolers in Boca Raton, Florida, because that's a very um, big Jewish population there, um, we were at such a young age, like, explained the the Holocaust thoroughly to the point that it's like, I really understood it by the time I was a seventh grader. So if they're able to break that down for us, maybe they're able to break down the Middle East. But I think that the Middle East is such a complicated story that even in the book, she watered it down. Like when she's talking about how the Shah came to power, she breaks it down as simple as this dumb guy is like, I want to be the king. And then the the West comes in and is like, I'll make you the king if you give us all your oil, you know? Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, just like the, the breakdown of the Ottoman empire, like just from the beginning of when that happened was such a, it's such a tricky, complicated and convoluted subject that um, I don't even know if you can, I mean, I, I most uh, most adults still don't really fully understand that. So it's like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like in in the story of the Holocaust, the story is don't hate and don't mindlessly follow people who hate. 
and understand that we're all equal. And I think that if you were to tell the story of like the Middle East and how it, how the West has fucked it up in in its entire existence, mm-hmm. like what is the story we're going to tell the kids? What are we trying to tell them? Because we're still fucking up today, you know. Mm-hmm. So what are we what are we going to say? It's much easier to ignore that and let the kids come to that story on their own if they're so interested. Because most people aren't. Yeah, and really quick, I just want to say um, the. In South Florida, since there is such a high Jewish population, and especially when we were kids, mm-hmm. we had like, I'm sure we've all been to a like Holocaust survivor, like speaking, you know, and that's just, it was a big part of our culture. And so it made sense that we would have that as a big thing that is constantly discussed and taught. Whereas there is not a very high Middle East population down here. And I wonder in places where there is, if they would be more receptive. I think that, but I think that first of all, just the, the fact that the Holocaust story is so heavily um, um, in Florida, the Florida school system, it's, it's, it's required to have Holocaust education. Mm-hmm. I think that Holocaust education needs to happen everywhere. Like, I don't think just because our culture has a high percentage of Jewish people that we should learn about the Holocaust because it makes sense. No, the Holocaust is a universal story about how we should not hate people because people are all the same, you know? And I think that that's a universal story that should be taught everywhere in the country. And no, it's not. But when I'm talking about the Middle East story, it's like, what is the story we're trying to say? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, the, uh, I think that honestly, I think that the people in the higher up, they think that the educators that are making the, these kinds of decisions, they don't know. So it's much easier to ignore it because they don't know what they want to say. It's like, don't be greedy and exploit um, other people. It's tough. It's a really tough scenario because it's not as mm-hmm. cut and clear. Like you can easily point at history and say, Hitler, bad guy. Um, um, we, um, he did bad things and we shouldn't do that exact bad thing. Whereas in the Middle East, it's like the CIA has been heavily involved in, 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 in toppling regimes for like last hundred years, you know? And it's like, what do you want to say? What, what are yeah. you going to say about that? Uh, well, what did you what did you think about the, the the fact that in the book they do have a section where they talk about like the rise of skinheads and uh, like people saying I don't remember the the slur but saying racial slurs about her because she was an Iranian. But what do you think about the fact that they cut that from the movie instead of like making it another ten minutes long? Do you she think had, that yeah. helped it or it hindered it? I think she had to make some decisions for the movie, and, and that, which we'll get into, I'm sure. Um, that yeah. um, I don't think ultimately it killed it because I think ultimately the, that part of that story of like I don't belong is still stuck through, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, brings us to a good point where we can take a break and then we can go into the discussion about the movie. So any final thoughts from either of you about the book, or do you want to just move right in? Um, I just want to say really quick, the book is really awesome, and I think that everybody should read it. I think that it's a really interesting perspective. Um, really good to go in with knowing that this is the perspective of somebody who went through it. Um, it may not be, it might be biased in certain points, but that's okay because everyone has that has a bias towards something, and I think it's important to go in with an open mind and um, take in what you can, and then you know go afterwards learn about it, like genuinely go out and learn about the situation if you're curious. But I think more importantly which I think is the purpose of the author, I mean, which I think is her intention from the beginning, is to um, not have such a negative view of the Middle East and the people who live there because they're just normal people like us. And um, a lot of them, like, you can you can look at Iran right now and objectively say their government is corrupt, and but you, and, but you can't look at the Iranian people and say that Iranian people are bad people or corrupt people, you mm-hmm. know? So I think that's the message, and I think that that's really important. So 
Um, definitely yeah. read it. Yeah, I I definitely think that if you want if if you want to get another viewpoint besides your own, that you should definitely read it. And also, like Andre said, it, it is a little bit of a history lesson if you would like to learn more about the conflicts of the past, you know, 10, 20 years. So I, yeah, I, w- I would, I would recommend reading it. Also, it, it's, it's very, it is pretty. It, it's nice. It, it's a nice read, even though, like I said, the, in my opinion, the beginning is a little bit boring, but all, all in all, it is, it is a good book. I did, I did like it. Agreed. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and then we will go into the movie discussion. So we'll see you then. Hi, I'm Paul, the host of the Comic Syllabus Podcast, a weekly show on the Multiversity Network of Podcasts. We read widely and we dig deep, bringing different analytical approaches to our study and appreciation of the wide variety of comics out there. Along with comics teachers, critics, and creators, we do close readings of classic and current exemplars of the medium. And we invite you to join us every Tuesday here at multiversitycomics.com. So let's dig deep. All right, welcome back to the movie discussion. Uh, some quick fast facts for you first. The movie came out. <laughs> you laid in, it fast. Uh, the movie came out in 2007. It was written and directed by both Marjan Satrapi and Vincent Paranod. Uh, Vincent Paranod is a comics creator as well, and he actually won at the Angoulême Festival, uh, which, if you guys didn't know, is one of the biggest. Uh, international comic festivals in the world um nice. it's specifically the biggest in france second biggest in europe um and in addition the movie co-won the jury prize at Cannes, and at the oscars it lost to ratatouille fuck the oscars that's, that's very <laughs> fuck the oscars and fuck ratatouille the worst pixar movie yeah after cars but i loved cars because of some personal reasons all right. Well, I don't know if we have the time to really unpack that. <laughs> so, I'm just going to go into Persepolis. Um, any general thoughts from you guys first? Much um really cool seeing the panels come to life. Um whoa. I just name dropped the podcast. Real cool to see the panels come into motion. motion. But um I I um I really liked the way that they animated it. I thought it was really good. I didn't like it as much as the book. I thought I think that the structure didn't really feel right for a movie. And I know that she prefaced it with like a whole flashback, like of her in the airport after moving to France officially, which I thought was smart to keep it the structure that it was. But I just don't think that story was. I just don't think that story like was as good in um, in a movie format because it's very like anthology type. It might have been better as a series, as like a mini series or something. But I understand why she did what she did, and I think it was still very excellent, just not as good as the book, of course. Mm-hmm. Look. Yeah. See, um, I was actually really confused about that airplane part, like where it's the first scene, and all of a sudden it's in color. And I'm like, oh, great! Like this, this movie's in color. I, I guess they had a budget for it, and then it goes from black and white. And I'm, I didn't understand that that was 
you know, her looking back until almost the very end where they do it. Luke, what? One or, what? One or two more times? Yeah. Luke, it might I have, have been no because you were watching it at like one in the morning last night. <laughs> oh, no. I, fi- I finished the book at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, I, finished so, well, the, I, finished, I finished the movie an hour ago. How many hours of sleep did you have? Uh, four, five. It was maybe? totally that. Yeah. It was to- How did you but, fucking um, miss that, man? No, I I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm dumb. Wait, literally, but, um, literally, when she goes back, like literally, when it goes from like, color to black, it's like a yeah, like a flashback. <laughs> like it's like it's like this textbook flashback. But then, but here's the thing. Then when they uh, towards the end of the movie where they go back to color mm-hmm. and then go back to black and white, I w- like oh no. I, was it really you sure you were just like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Too much color change. We're going off the rails here. Yeah, the guy but, um, who uh, the guy who says Godard is his favorite filmmaker couldn't understand this. It was- <laughs> I know. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is but too, I, this I is too agree, simple for you. That's the problem. I, I do agree with Andre that um, it maybe it should have been a series or at least separated into the four sections like how it originally was when it was first coming out uh, just because of the fact that this book has so much information that I felt like they missed a, like missed or took out a lot of things that I was more interested in. And they did keep the bones of it and you got the whole story based off of, you know, what they had, but I would have enjoyed it a little bit more if they were, you know, 30 or 45 minute, episodes that uh you know of a series of five episodes yeah and in particular i think the the movie cut the most from that third section that i think we all agreed yeah. was our favorite section i know that's yeah. so fascinating i, I, I was that, really disappointed. i was like i was really surprised by that i mean mm-hmm. that was really surprising that really was yeah it kept all the stuff from the beginning everything mm-hmm. all of it all yeah. of it with like they didn't need the nail like the when they're running around with the nails they didn't need that like mm-hmm. there was some things that were important but yeah i i was very very surprised where when all of a sudden it went from you know the third section to the fourth section i'm like oh what where did where did this go where did that go where did yeah. this go there was like but, a, a one minute montage where like it showed her I, just bouncing from no. place to place and i, lo- I loved that part yeah each of those like two second things where she in between bounces that was a whole chapter yeah in the book or holding it and they those were some of my favorite chapters yeah and I, like I, I, when I, I, sorry to cut you off luke i think that the no. one of those one of those chapters that she cut was also kind of you know you were talking about the skinheads luke earlier and how that yeah. how that cutting hurt the film i i didn't think that i did but one of the things that i did think hurt the film was the whole cutting of the scene where she lived with gay roommates because in her religion, yeah, yeah, um, um, being yeah. gay was this huge thing, and she was going, and she went into that like a little bit, um, kind of weirded out, you can say, and she came to see that they were the most loving and caring um, roommates that she could have had, and that was her best time living in, in abroad was living with them, mm-hmm. and um, and and it taught her about her own, um, her own pre preconceptions and 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 um and prejudices that she wasn't even um dealing with, and I thought that that humanized the character it showed that she was flawed also and it's not and and and, and i think that that was really detriment to the story but i get again i get why they cut everything they did i just feel like certain things i'm like why you know yeah but also did in in the book the uh the scene where her and her grandmother go to the movies it's when she's a kid was that in the book 
I'm not sure. I actually don't remember that. I don't... Yeah, I'm not sure yeah, either. The, I, I don't think it was. And seeing that they cut all of these other things, I don't really understand why they included that, like, added that in. But, yeah, yeah I... I, I that, those were my favorite parts, and they just completely cut them out. One of the things I want to emphasize um, that you were talking about a more emotion-focused story on in the movie, Nick. <laughs> I think that this um, – one of the things that I got to say that stuck out to me specifically was the uh, focus of – when I read the book, the whole scene about her – the whole story of her and her depression, I thought was very glossed over. I didn't fully understand the impact of it. Mm-hmm. I only understood a little bit of it. Something about seeing that those that story in the in in film in the movie, um, she emphasized that more in the movie, and yeah. you felt it more, and you understood more that what the depression was like, and um, and she did a really they did a really good job emphasizing that. I there was an added scene to the movie about her going to the therapist, which I don't recall in the book. Yeah, it was in the book. Uh, yeah. It I, was in the book. Yeah, I don't they, recall. I don't recall that. Yeah. But but I, I thought that for some reason that was more power. Like that stuck out to me more in the uh, in the movie um, than it did in the book. Yeah. See, I I honestly think that I I understood what was going on during that depression point in the book, and then during the movie where it came up, I thought it was just going to be, you know, a it was quick, but it, it got the point across. Whereas in the movie, it's like a two or three minute scene with her, you know, floating around and, and all these other things. And I honestly think they maybe should have cut that out and then included the things that I, the things that I wanted that they cut out, but what did they that's cut out again? I forgot. Opinion. What did they cut out again? Uh, they cut the, the skinheads, the, uh, the racial slurs, the, oh, the, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. the roommates. Oh, I thought uh, you meant about the, I thought you meant about the, um, the, the depression. Yeah, there in the in the book, uh, sh- she portrayed it as I think she went to like three therapists, and it wasn't until the last one that the therapist was like, "Oh, you can take these pills." Gotcha. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just I just think it was unnecessary. But visually, it did get the point across more than how what the comic did. So I I yeah. guess in mm-hmm. a way it benefits, but not my favorite. I would would have done it differently, but whatever. Yeah, and I think the entire movie. Yeah, Andre uh, sort of referenced this before, but the whole movie had just much more focus on emotions as opposed to the specific details. I think the book was good about telling a lot of specific details and then those combined to tell uh, one just bigger story of a girl just growing up and her search for identity and herself. Um, Whereas, yeah, in the movie, it was more about just the emotional impact of each situation and it would be like a few minute situation where it was sort of like the vignettes but it was also i think easier to see it as scenes that connect in one large work than it Mm -hmm. is in the movie or sorry than it is in the book can i can i talk about something that i wish in that i wish was more uh brought up upon in in the book and the movie yeah when she she she's homeless for like six to eight weeks or you know two or three months whatever and they in both versions they mm-hmm. that's kind of just like glossed over like i i would have had that be a oh i i wanted to learn more about that but so, like unless nothing important happened but when i when i was reading it and i saw that she was homeless i'm like i want to know more about this mm-hmm. but it was just uh, 
I'd imagine three, three four pages, and then yeah. whatever. Like what were, what were this? She briefly talked about like the struggles that she went through, but I wanted to, I wanted to see at least one or two like specific instances of conversations instead of just uh, her, you know, monologuing what happened. Yeah, I just I don't think that there was a lot. Like I got the sense that it was just a lot of repetitive. Like she's eating out of dumpsters. She's like sleeping on these trains and it i it worked for me in that sense because yeah, it was like it was more impactful in the sense of wow like her life was so nothing at this point where it's just this repetitive string of these simple things that she needs to do to live yeah mm-hmm. i i agree actually I, I i think that the fact that it was there and what she did show i thought that that was enough you know i don't know if highlighting the homelessness was important i think highlighting the the isolation was what really mattered. And I think that she did that, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to say one thing. I thought that in the movie as well, the whole, the whole catalyst for her moving from Iran back to France um, after divorcing her husband, um, I thought that that was also rushed. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just, I don't know. Um, she, in the book, she talks in that fourth part, the last part, she really talks about really thriving in Iran. You know, like she has a career now as a cartoonist. She's doing well. She's technically doing everything right now. She has a husband and and then she loses her husband because they're not in love. Um, and she um, her, and, and, and her friend dies um, because they were having a party and the he jumped off a building trying to run from the, the bearded men. And I thought that in the book had a lot more impact than it did in the movie because I felt like in the movie it was quite rushed, you know? It was it was literally a monologue. Yeah, it was a, or, it was a quick uh, scene. A montage. Yeah, it was like a quick scene yeah. like, oh, they're partying now and then the guy falls off, which by the way, that scene was really impactful from an animation perspective. Oh, that, that, yeah. That's one of the, the best scenes in yeah, the movie that, in my that, opinion. Yeah, that was fucked up. Like that, like in the book it was good, but in, in, in the movie I was like, fuck, that, that hit me. But um, but I, either way, it still was rushed and, and then the whole decision to move afterwards, I just felt like, it just whizzed through it, man. I, I didn't feel it. I just didn't feel it. I feel like she's like, I got to get to my story. I got to get to my story, you know? It, it feels very much like we have 15 minutes left in this movie and we still have 100 pages to go. Yes. That's exactly how it felt. I think you could even feel that in the beginning with certain things. Like we mentioned how it focuses more on the people, the emotions. Um, yeah. It, at the beginning, that political info dump that I found uh, difficult but manageable when it was a book. Um, I, I could not understand any of it. Like it, it all happened within a few minutes and that was just, it was too much. I think for anyone who's not intimately familiar with that political situation to really Mm -hmm. understand. Agreed. See, I'm, I'm the opposite. I, I understood it way more watching it than reading it. It, it, that's, it it took me a couple times rereading it to understand what they were talking about. Whereas with the movie there there's even even a in, in the beginning with the uh the rise of the sh- the the rise of the shahs yeah yeah where with the the rulers with the the father and the son it they portrayed it as you know basically almost like a puppet show and oh that was a cool way in, of doing that you know yeah. in the child you know perspective which i did like way more than you know what um i changed my when mind I, I was thinking of it as you know yeah. a, adults talking instead of yeah, I agree with you, Luke. Seeing it from the perspective of a child. Yeah, you know what, Luke? You just changed my mind because I'm reflecting on that and I'm like, yeah, you're right. In the book, it was just one giant freaking bubble, like text, like yeah. talking bubble. And then like her like talking to the audience, like breaking the third wall. 
and or fourth wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck whatever wall it is. And she <laughs> she um and then and then she shows snippets of it. I really like the puppet show idea because it really did like Luke, like you just made a great point, Luke. Like it did show the um the the childhood perspective like of a thing. And I did think honestly it was more broken down. Like it, it, it she didn't go as much into the info. All she said was the guy wanted to be a ruler. And then the West came in and helped him. And then his son came in and he did great things for the country, but he is flawed. And then his country was much worse than him. And, um, and he was even more flawed. And, um, and, and he was, and, and, and now they're in that situation. I, it didn't, wasn't difficult to grasp. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's probably more just my learning style and the way that I take in information. I mm-hmm. read a lot more than like, I, like, I don't really watch YouTube videos when I want to understand things. I look up articles. And I think that's just a different learning style for different people. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So talking about the animation as a whole, uh, compared to in the book, seeing static images, um, that opening section I thought was really improved just by being animated and like seeing the kid run around and be cute and just with cute music. And I thought all of that was much more powerful as juxtaposition against the war that was happening. Uh, whereas in the book, it's all sort of the same flat style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I yeah. got to say, when yeah. I watched her, the, her on as a child, I was like, that's so cute. When I was reading it, I wasn't like, she's so cute. I was just like, okay, this girl's kind of annoying. She thinks too hard. Like, she thinks too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah. like when you watch it, you're like, oh my God, this girl's adorable. So it, like, it definitely <laughs> does that part justice. And by the way, Nick, in the beginning, it's not a war. It's just protests. The war only starts. Oh, yeah, yeah, like a quarter of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Sort of launching off of that, uh, I think how I was saying before, you could see Marjan Satrapi like becoming a better, more confident artist throughout the book. I think that extends even into the movie because this was one of the next things that she did. Uh, the book, the final part was published in 2003. The movie came out in 2007. So she was probably working on the movie for the majority of that time in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you can really see. And part of it is that there was a collaboration with um, Paranod, uh, Vincent Paranod. Uh, and part of it, I think, was just her becoming a better cartoonist. Uh, the character designs were, they still retained her style, but they were also... I felt a lot more concrete, like you could really tell who each character was. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, as we were saying before, the backgrounds were all completely new in the book. There's very little backgrounds, if any. Oh, um, they were beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And they were very, very nice. Um, so do you guys think that helped the story or do you think that just existed as an element separate from the story? What do you mean by that? I, I mean... Uh, do you think that having all of these details made the story have more of an impact? Did it mean anything more to you? Did it help or play off of the details in any way? Or was it just the story was pretty much the same uh, and these artistic details were just flourishes? I think with these like added details, every setting that she was in kind of became its own character in a way. Like you could see... Like you could see Iran, you could see all these beautiful buildings. You can see um, the the Vienna, right? Yeah, yeah. You could see Vienna. You can see like the they they drew the churches and you know every single room basically has some sort of unique sort of uh, personality based on you know what it is and it 
made me feel a lot. It, it put me into the story more than just, you know, black and white scenes with or black and white backgrounds with nothing in them or very, very minimum things. Like, for instance, the, the scene where the guy falls off the roof. I honestly didn't really understand what was going on until I read it the second time, whereas with the movie, I knew exactly what happened because of the, you know, the motion of the camera, mm -hmm. you know, the animation, the background, stuff like that, mm -hmm. the, the moving characters. So I, I do think that this inclusion helped uh, dramatically. Yeah, I agree. I think that ultimately thinking about it now, the d design and the direction and the way that they executed the film was much better um, at making me be immersed in the story, which was is not just a like a a, a flourishing thing. It's not just a, a what, what was the word you used specifically? I said an artistic flourish. Yeah, it, it wasn't just an artistic flourish. Like I think it did help the story. It helped me be more immersed in it. Like. Um, it showed the beauty of her country. It showed the how um, it showed the intimacy of her family a little bit better. It showed um, her childhood, like you uh, you saw it more as a child. You know, um, it showed her depression more clearly, and it made you feel that more. So I think that that was really important for to make the film as good as it was, um, not just an artistic flourish. So yeah, interesting. See, would in your opinion, would the book be even better if they? I doubt this would happen, but really some sort of like remastered version with these colored backgrounds and the updated uh, like character designs and, and drawings no, and stuff think, like that. No. Or do you I, think? Yeah, it's, I think things. we have to talk about, yeah, the work says two separate things. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think the, the book, I mean, it would be different, but for me, even in the movie, it didn't like having animation increase the emotional impact of certain scenes. But I think for the most part, like it definitely increased my enjoyment of the movie compared to if it weren't there. But I think that I felt the same about the story either way. And the things that I felt differently about the story were script changes. My opinion is the story didn't change, mm -hmm. but it enhanced the experience of the movie, which yeah. in, in itself is its own story. So that's where I was coming from. Okay. But, but you make a good point. I mean, I mean, it didn't change anything. I mean, I still experienced the story similarly. I, actually, I watched that movie with Karen. Karen's my <laughs> wife. And um, she she cried at the same parts that I cried when I read the book. Okay. So from a perspective of somebody, and she didn't read the book. <laughs> so during the scene at the end of the second part where she's leaving her family, like I look at Karen because I wanted to make sure to just to see teardrops, you know, <laughs> during the scene where um, her grandma died. I look at Karen, teardrops, <laughs> you know? So, so in a way it's like for some, for her, it seemed like she experienced the story similarly. I mean, we'd have to bring yeah. her in and, and from the other room and ask her, but. <laughs> yeah. The ending definitely uh, affected me. I think more like seeing the, or I guess it was, it was, it was the middle. It was when the mom collapsed at the airport. Yeah. Yeah. That part like really yeah. got me on the movie. Yeah. That part fucked me up. <laughs> I looked at Karen with tears in my own eyes. I left that part. Of the <laughs> no. <laughs> you were looking through your own to see. Yeah. Those. <laughs> um, cool. So the, uh, the framing story, I think this is the, uh, last thing that I want to talk about before we go into closing thoughts. But, uh, how'd you guys feel about that? For me, 
that framing story, the one that was in color, well, we know that Luke didn't fully understand until the end, but... Um, <laughs> the very complex <laughs> flashback. That's just Luke. Uh, that's just his four hours of sleep. That's just, so, that's just um, me. That's just me. Yeah, for me, it allowed the movie to better have a narrator. And in the book, there were a lot of points where... Well, number one, you have the captions where you didn't really have that in the movie. But number two, there were points where the character would literally look at the reader and there would be a speech bubble and she'd be talking to the reader. Yeah. So it allowed her to do that sort of thing without narrating the whole movie. And I thought that uh, that helped. Yeah. I mean, I thought that that was not only, not only it helped Nick, but I thought that it was necessary. There was no way mm-hmm. she would have been able to tell the story in the way that she did if she didn't frame it like that. I, I thought it was good. It's not like it added anything to the story. It just basically was like permission to do what she was going to do, which was basically narrate her whole story, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't see how else she would have done it and how, um, how else it would have been. And, and I don't know how impactful it would have been if she did it any other way, because the way that she did it in the book is it worked for her the first time, right? So She's not going to go in and restructure the whole story and make it more like you see it from the perspective of her growing up and stuff. You know, it, it there that that reflective part of this like storytelling from the retrospect is really it really adds to the power of each scene um, in the flashback because she's able to look at it from retrospect with wise eyes and be like, ah, I was stupid for having those dumb punk friends. Ah, I was dumb for dating that boyfriend who who basically made me pay for everything and made me buy his weed and and shit like that you know so overall i think that the intro and the outro is what i'm going to call it um i think that that just gave her permission to do that you know so yeah yeah i'm i'm just an idiot but there's you know there's no other way that they could have done it like Gondre said without having to change the entire story which i extremely that's when you would have had to make it into some sort of series but you would still have to have some sort of uh opening describing what's going on no and she doesn't even have there's no single line like like i said it's an anthology it's an anthology and the whole entire movie is flashbacks um uh, of of different of different um scenes of different anthologies uh, basically anthology stories Mm -hmm. and then she just merged them together with no gap so that it together it's this one big thing but like it's an anthology you can't she has no line single line of narrative that she could just push um i mean i'm sure if she really thought about it she could but i'm saying but she didn't do it like that and why would she do it like that for the movie it would just take away what makes the what made the book so interesting (laughs) these little um what was what was the term you used nick like flashpoints or or vignettes little what vignettes yeah it's just these little vignettes that um she just remembers it's that that's that's the way she told the story so how is she going to do it without that without that intro yeah it, yeah, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be possible mm-hmm. do you think that if they put in the vignettes like with the titles and stuff like that in the movie that it would have been more impactful or do you think it's great that they cut it out i i think it's good that they cut it out one thing because i didn't even notice that they no. were a thing but yeah yeah yeah, it definitely, for me, it works better uh, as a movie because as a movie, you expect like one long thing. Like it's it's not yeah. uncommon to, it, it's not unheard of to see a movie made of vignettes, but in this case, it can hold together as one story. So I, I thought it should. I also think that movies that do come together in vignettes, they're usually like 
three or four, you know, mm-hmm. both movies that are broken into chapters, like the, the mm-hmm. one that we just watched, The Hunt for the Wilder People, for example. Yeah. But this movie would have had literally like yeah. 20 fucking vignettes. Mm-hmm. And it would have been like, it would have gotten to a point where it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why am I, why am I watching this? <laughs> and even a movie, a movie like The Hunt for the Wilder People, it didn't need those chapter titles. It did not. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, all right. So what do you guys overall think? Book versus movie. Uh, which one do you prefer? Andre? Book. Luke? Movie. Oh, I didn't <laughs> expect that. <Wow. laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I'd say book. He's a fucking guy who liked the mask, though. Let us remember yeah. that. Uh, he liked the motherfucking I, I'll mask. I'll stand by, by the mask for the rest of my life. Yeah, this is why we have exiled you to New York. <laughs> yeah, literally. Thank God he's not here, otherwise I'd fight him. <laughs> All right, so I have um, one closing quote from Marjan Satrapi. This is from an interview from 2003. Um, I'm not exactly sure where it came from. It was a scan from a magazine that I found online. It just said the word writing with an exclamation point at the bottom. So maybe that was the title of the magazine. Um, so... Basically, it was an interview, and she was asked why she chose to make a graphic novel instead of a novel. And her quote was, we learn about the world through images all the time. In the cinema, we do it. But to make a film, you need sponsors and money and 10,000 people to work with you. With a graphic novel, all you need is yourself and your editor. So, yeah, that was interesting That's and awesome. relevant to us. Good quote. You go um, but in, yeah, in some cases, you can have both. <laughs> That's true. Especially when you make a hit book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Person, right. I think the real answer to that is um, with comics, I can generate interest to in my story and generate <laughs> some investors to make my movie. Oh, <laughs> if we ever talk about a uh, Mark Millar comic, we will, we will talk about that. that that's Ooh. a whole different story. <laughs> That'll yeah. be fun. I guess we're going to do the Kingsman at some point. Oh, fuck yeah. I've been wanting to see that. <laughs> All right. All right. So thanks everyone for listening. Next month, we will be covering Lone Wolf and Cub. We'll be doing the first two volumes of the manga. That is not the omnibus volumes, just the first two regular volumes. And the movie will be uh, Lone Wolf and Cub, Sort of Vengeance. That is the first Lone Wolf and Cub movie. I'm so pumped. So uh, thank you for listening. You can find us online at multiversitycomics.com. That is where the new episode will be dropping every month. And you can find each of your hosts at our individual uh, Twitters. And you can find our social media handles on the site. Uh, If you go to the page for this episode, then you'll be able to find all of that information. So thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next month. Peace out.